1: Sean. Hey guys, hope everybody's having a great Sunday. I'm Cam Stewart along with Joe Galina. We're going to have some fun today talking a little sports, a little bets, a little DFS. It's hour two at the Fantasy Sports Radio Network here on the weekend show. Lots of afternoon baseball, and uh, Joe is a DFS maven, so we'll get some uh, picks to click, some value play, some guys you got to put in your lineup. I'll give you a couple baseball plays too. We'll go through the board. Maybe Sean will give us a little bit of a preview of the Pocono 400 coming up at 2 o'clock this afternoon in the NASCAR race, and later tonight, Joe, we got this uh, Raptor-Golden State game. It's taking the city by storm right now. Uh, you can't get into a sports bar it's absolutely nuts man like i'm telling you like people are like hit the high road you got to like have a reservation with your morning breakfast to get in it is nuts man absolutely crazy
2: yeah and uh they're uh you know, not only uh, in Canada, but I think the whole U.S. is, is rooting for the Raptors. You know that, that the Cinderella team. I guess they're tired to seeing uh, the Warriors, uh, you know, winning. So uh, they're, uh, they're basically everyone's taking them to, to heart. I mean, uh, look. Cowie Leonard showing he's the real deal, but uh, Pascal Siakam uh, getting yes. attention now from Draymond Green, right? So uh, it's going to be, uh, I mean, how important, I mean, I, you follow basketball a little bit closer than I, yeah. so, I mean, it
1: Huge must game. win, you think, for the Warriors? Yeah, I, I, I think it's actually kind of interesting when Gabe and I were talking about it, Joe, when we're doing our Friday show, I think it's a must win for mm-hmm. both teams. Because if the Raptors win, you're up. To, you're up two to nothing. You go to Golden State. I'm not sure if they're going to get a win there. Like, especially like with Steph Curry and Draymond Green, that home floor it's going to be tough. If Golden State loses, they're going to have to start to think. Oh my God! Like we're we're down two, noth- two nothing to the Raptors at home, and if the Raptors steal one, they could probably win the series. The question is, Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. too, the best player. He's hurt, and I know on the Fantasy Sports Network, uh, Gabe and uh, Rannery in the morning they had a doctor on. And he was, like, examining the way Kevin Durant was walking, and he thinks he's Mm -hmm. still hurt. There's reports coming out, Joe, that he'd be back middle of the series game four. Say the Raptors win, like they win this game today. Your goal had stayed in the meeting going... What are we going to do here? Well, we're down two to nothing to this team. We're coming home, but, you know, we don't want to rush our player back. And, Joe, the thing that's really, really, really crazy about it is Durant's a free agent. And, you know, living in the New York area, the Knicks are one of those teams that they've been linked to him and whatever. Say he has any type of lingering injury and they go, oh, okay, uh, Kev, are you you ready to play? Like, say the Raptors are up. I hate to say this. We're not even looking at this perspective. He might just say, you know what? I'm not going to get hurt for this team. I'm going to shut it down. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people are actually thinking Kevin Durant, despite maybe coming back game four, three at the earliest Mm -hmm. game, five might not even play Joe. A lot of people are thinking if the injury is that severe, why would I give my all get even more hurt? before I collect another, you know, two hundred fifty million dollar contract in my in my career. Right? Because he could go he Mm -hmm. could go to the next, he can go anywhere else. If he plays hurt and gets hurt, he could screw himself, right? So he might he might just tell Mm -hmm. Golden State, you know, it's been a slice and you know what? You guys are going to have to do it without me, and then uh, then the Raptors winning this series becomes very, very real because without Kevin Durant, it's just I think the Raptors can find ways to go inside. You talked about it. Siakam is a beast. You know he's coming off 32 points. Hell, Joe, he was 60 to one to win the MVP at the start uh, at the start of the series. It's down to like 12. Well, Wasn't even yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, like you know yeah. what I mean. After yeah. a game Crazy. like that, Gasol's Gasol's an was animal. was supposed inside. to be a starter in the
2: preseason, no. right?
1: No, Joe, I'll tell you. Exactly. Exactly. Like yeah. I live, I live just outside, right? The area. So that's where their their mm-hmm. uh, team in the G League, the Gatorade uh, team, the Mississauga 905s, whatever. So just outside, like you know, that's where Siakam and all these other guys played, right? They were he was like basically the all star of the developmental league team, and then he goes up right, there. He, right. he was supposed to be coming off the bench. He wasn't supposed to be a star of this team. So we have to give him all the credit in the world as we talked about with Exo off the top and all the other things just the the hard ass work that he put in there to become the player that he is but I think a lot of people are just going to think you know Golden State's going to bounce back because they have a dynasty and they've won three of the last four but looking at the betting line the Raptors are uh, one and a half two point favorites total 213 I'm not just saying this because I'm a homer. I think they understand what they need to do, and they put Golden State in a bad spot and maybe force them to try Mm -hmm. to get Durant back, and that might not even happen, but you go up, uh, you take care of business at home, but Joe, if they lose this game and split going back to Golden State... The Raptors have those younger players. Golden State has kind of the pedigree. I think it's a it's a little bit bigger of a game for the Raptors because they say a series doesn't start until you lose on home court, right? So if they win this game, right, right, they right. go they go they go to up two and zero. But yeah, that's that's later on tonight. Should be a lot of fun, buddy. That's good that uh, our friends in New York and everybody else are cheering for the Raptors. Hey, Golden State, keep on winning all the time. It'd be nice. Like hell, we got the Blue Jays enough here, already. We need something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we hey, well, you know something. you have a, a nice. <laughs> we gave you
2: Vladimir Guerrero Jr.
1: Yeah, yeah, we, that's true. He's yeah. he's amazing too. It was funny. Me and Blue had talked about it. It's amazing, though, Joe, because you are you know a lot about baseball, but, like, the casual fan, oh, my God, he's hitting 240, th- four, 243, striker. Guys, he just got up to the league. Like, do you not understand how, right. how this thing works in baseball? Like, everybody wants instant success. It doesn't happen that way. And the guy's already, you know, hitting dingers. He's looking more confident at the plate. Like, what do you think, Joe, just with your eye for baseball? What, another, like, even at the, like, I would say, probably at the end of the year he's going to start getting some real confidence and start raking. It doesn't happen overnight.
2: I agree with you. And I tell you the truth, he really has been coming on as of late. Yeah, And I saw a stat where uh, he has two... Uh, Hits where his exit velocity is 150 miles per hour or higher and no one else is you know <laughs> is close to that so uh he has been coming on look I, I think we're everyone's been spoiled because uh he's he's hit in every level that he's played uh so yeah i mean it wouldn't shock me if this guy doesn't have you know 25 home runs and maybe a 290 to i mean you have to be get You have to have your expectations. You have to keep him in check a little bit as well. Don't expect this guy to be hitting 350 by season's end. There is a little bit of an adjustment period, you know, and pitchers are going to continue to adjust
1: with him as the season wears on. So uh, I think he'll be fine. Another point, just uh, there. I know we talked about your team in your backyard. I got to be honest, uh, Joe. I think uh, this is going to happen. I, I think the Jays are shipping Marcus Stroman really soon. Uh, he's already bitching yeah, about the that atm- rumor. Yeah. He's already he's already bitching about the atmosphere here. It's happened at the start. I guess they didn't get the package that they wanted from the San Diego Padres at the start of the year. Remember, they were kind of sniffing around. And you know, the Blue Jays are a young team. They're going nowhere, right? And and basically, mm-hmm. you know, baseballs the haves and have nots. You got Yankees, the Rays, and the Red Sox. There, the the Orioles are uh, and the Jays. It's just uh, they can have their own party. It's it, it's bad. At least we, uh, at least mm-hmm. the Jays have Guerrero Jr. The Orioles have uh, Davis and other guys. They're they're a real train wreck. But um, I gotta believe Stroman. He's got some value, Some value. he's been pretty good, but I also equate him a lot to, I used the analogy of like a Roy Billswold, a bulldog type guy that's very, very good, but over time can, uh, you know what I mean, get a little bit worn out. But I, a lot of teams can use pitching, and uh, it's just a matter of what they're going to give the Blue Jays. But he's, he's complaining a lot. I think they're just going to want to say, you know what, buddy, this is a rebuilding team, see ya, like type of thing, who's going to make the best offer? Because the way he's talking, he's not going to be around. He, he seems like a malcontent right now.
2: Yeah. And uh, you look at his uh, career uh, prior to last year in 2016, 2017, 200 plus innings uh, pitched. So definitely has value for a team that's, uh, you know, in contention. So, yeah, I could see them moving him very, uh, you know, and and you're right. I mean, with him chirping uh, there and maybe they could get something from uh, for him.
1: It's got to be some teams, like, and the thing is, there, there, you, you look at the p- pitching in Major League Baseball right now, Joe. Look at the home runs; they're setting records. Like Blue, it brought out the statistics the other day. It's, it's absolutely insane, right? So. You know, you're looking for quality pitching. There's got to be somebody that's going to pony up and say, you know what, a starter like that. The problem is I think the Jays are going to want a hell of a lot more than another team's going to offer. That's going to be the problem. Like, they probably have a lot Mm -hmm. of offers on the table right now, but teams aren't going to give away tons of prospects, maybe one, but they're not going to give away the kitchen sink for a guy like Marcus Stroman. I think that's the problem. I think it's already out there, but it's just a matter of what is a team going to give up uh, for for a guy like him. But I I, I think he's going to be gone pretty soon. I don't think he's going to the Yankees, though. I think they'll probably want to trade him, him out of the division. division.
2: Right. Yeah. Right. I agree with you. Maybe with San Diego. Something, I'm looking now. Well, Milwaukee just uh, signed uh, Gio Gonzalez, right? Yeah. Uh, San Diego. Uh, you know what? They're only a half a game out in the wild card race.
1: I, so, I, I know. You know?
2: I mean, they could they could use them, uh, you know, uh, maybe even uh, I, know, I know the uh, Cubs are looking to upgrade uh, on, on the, the bull their bullpen. But uh, who cares? about the Mets down there? See, that's going to be buyers. Are the Mets going to be buyers or sellers at this stage?
1: I, 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 it's interesting. I don't know. I think it's kind of right down the middle. They also have, uh, mm-hmm. when you look at some of their pitching, Joe, they got injuries, right? Like, I don't know. Like yeah. that's, that's a, what, 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 what the question is, what can they offer? But I, I think you're, I think you're absolutely right. I think the Cubs make a lot of sense. The The Chicago Cubs mm-hmm. make a lot of, a, a lot of sense for a guy like Stroman, but between me and you, I think he's basically, his, his, his days are almost numbered here. I think it's, it's happening really soon. People are getting sick. I'm St. Like Louis. He, actually it makes a lot of sense St. Louis said wow great call yeah the two
2: games that, yeah two games out of the wild card uh, they need pitching you know, 28 and 28 yes
1: yeah he, yeah that's I think like it's a little appliance Ex- excellent one that's a that, you know what, out of all the teams and then, Joe I think that makes sense a lot of sense. Yeah. And, you know, how
2: how you mentioned earlier in the show how, you know, like sometimes putting on the pinstripes, you know, the, all of a sudden you, mm-hmm. it, it just like it reinvigorates you. For some reason, you know, St. Louis, where players that go to St. Louis, there's something special there, you know? Great Bush fan stadium. base. You're right. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, You're right, man, I guess. Yeah. That's my prediction, though. I think uh... – I think he's gonna be gone pretty pretty soon. Good call, Joe. If it's uh, if it's St. Louis, mm-hmm. buddy, I'm I gotta send I'm gonna send you send you a gift. Uh, I don't know I don't know <laughs> what you're looking for. Can't send you any food 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 in the mail or anything. But yeah, no, that's a very very good <laughs> prediction by you. Well, we got the earlier action today, 105. Joe, I'll go through the lines. But uh, looking at I'm uh, just looking at DraftKings here and some early pitching for DFS. I know you're probably gonna put a couple lineups together. Uh, it's gonna. It's an interesting day. You know what? I don't want to pay up for, like, do you want to pay up for Scherzer? He's 11600 Giolito's 11100 uh Boyd. I mean, I like Giolito
2: against mm-hmm. uh, uh, at the Indians, uh, uh, you know, beleaguered offense. But, you know, a guy that really sticks out to me is Julio Tehran. You know? Good if you call look at against he's done, Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. And look what he's done in May. Uh, .98 ERA. Batting average against 128, and like you said against against the Tigers, sure. uh, and what's he? He's a little over eight thousand in uh,
1: DraftKings great call. $8,700 versus yeah, yeah. Detroit. So he fits the mm-hmm. bill there. Price is good. You're against the Tigers. They're Nobody on that lineup really instills any fear on you. You said it. Last start against the Cardinals. Five innings pitched, one earned run. The only thing is he had 1K, but other than that, it's been absolutely fantastic for that price tag. Uh, San Francisco, uh, a good matchup there. 5.2. One earned run again. Wow. Uh, 6Ks. Mm-hmm. Uh, 19.2 points against St. Louis, another good performance show. You say it, zero runs, five innings, 4 Ks, 20 points, 16 and half. For that price point if you're going to get 20 points out of your pitcher, that's an absolute steal. Julio Duran is uh, right right. And uh, I, I really that's a that's a good eye right there. I was thinking Duran looks good. Uh who else? Uh, Lyles is 9600. I'm looking He's at yeah. yeah, he's coming on the
2: first start off the IL, right? Uh, I mean, Odorizzi a little expensive, but 10300 against against uh, Tampa Bay. Eh, I don't know if I'm, I'm too crazy about that.
1: I'm not. Uh, at that price, uh, uh, yeah. Sonny Gray, 9200 Oh, my God. He's been fantastic with the case. Yeah. Sonny Gray, wow. Okay, this is interesting. So Cincinnati's at home. Sunny Gray uh the last start against Pittsburgh 6 innings pitched one earned run wow he's done he's done good Joe uh 7k 2 walks
2: 2.12 2. ERA right three, Last three starts uh 2-0, 2 and 0 2.12 ERA uh yeah th- i mean the only guy that really hits him on this team uh well there's a couple of guys Adam Eaton 6 for 14 429 yeah. batting average lifetime against them uh Howie Kendrick this guy Kendrick man he's <laughs> You see what he's doing this year? It's Uh, unbelievable. uh, Yeah. 7-19, 368 versus Gray. But you know what? I mean, uh, I'm tempted. I'm tempted with Gray. Last three starts, pretty good. 2.12 ERA.
1: Yeah. And then you're going to look at some other stuff. Like, there's certain guys, and you you know, too, Joe, uh, Yarbrough's starting for Tampa Bay, but he's one of those guys, he might not go the distance. I really like his numbers. Right. But he had mm-hmm. the last start against Toronto, only three point two innings of work, right? But he did great. He did fine. Mm-hmm. He got you twelve and a half points. If he would double that, it'd be great. The time before that, he pitched seven innings against Cleveland, and uh, was fantastic. You know, he had four Ks. He didn't give up. Didn't give up any. Well, two? Sorry, two runs. Twenty one and a half points. Uh, 80, he's eighty three hundred dollars. But that's the problem with Tampa Bay. You never know what you're going to get with these guys. Are they going to be out in the third or right. fourth inning? or Are they going to give you six or seven innings to make it worth your while? But eighty three hundred dollars is a good price. I worry about that Minnesota, the Minnesota bats though. Hamels against St. Mm-hmm. Louis. Uh, I think I'm going to pass there. I think you're onto something, Joe. I think the best, like, if you were going to do like one expensive pitcher, you could maybe throw mm-hmm. Scherzer or Giolito or Boyd, but I, I don't want to go there. But Terran, I think is the best play for the price at $8,700 with a cake matchup at home against the Tigers. Very, very keen on right. that. That's, that's good work. What about Zach Davies uh, against Pittsburgh? Any, any love there, Joe? He's kind of he's like sixty five hundred if you're going to yeah. the bottom bit if you're going to the bargain bin,
2: right? Uh, yeah, let's see. What did he pitch? Uh six shutout innings last time out. Uh, yeah, I, I might take. I mean, you saw that game yesterday. Yesterday, that game was a slugfest. Sure was. <laughs> and I want. I kind of want to stay away from Josh Bell. I know he's one player, but look, you know, uh, Zach Davies, yeah, five and 2.19 ERA. I might take a chance on him. He's a, uh, a not uh, an expensive option, right?
1: Yeah, no, that's the thing. Yeah. If you're six thousand five hundred dollars, then you can load up on other positions and 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 get guys mm-hmm. now. And me and uh, me and Blue had talked about it. Josh Bell, uh, Joe, he's making oh, no. Like, he he's making fi- uh, what is he making five hundred fifty thousand or six hundred fifty thousand dollars this year? Are you mm-hmm. like he is the best value in baseball? I can't believe. How, uh, he's still on his rookie deal. It's unbelievable. Yeah, we'll talk yeah. more. We'll talk more baseball with Galena on the way out, and Sean got NASCAR. Stick around, everybody. Ooh sexy sax Thanks, Sean, I'm Cam Stewart along with my buddy Joe Galena, Sunday Edition. Here hey, we're at the Fantasy Sports Radio Network everybody, talking a little DFS value plays on DraftKings and FanDuel. We'll go through the baseball betting board too. Games going off at 1:05. We got the Raptors game tonight. We got uh, golf I got golf on too, uh, Joe. I got uh, basically everybody but the leader. I don't have uh, Germany's finest, Martin Keimer, but I got Adam Scott at 35-1. to Uh, The Japanese assassin Hideki Matsuyama at 11-under. Patrick can't get laid, but he can because he's on the PG Tour. Patrick can't (laughs) lay at minus 11. And uh, a couple other guys lingering. But uh, the six-pack looks pretty good. I was on with Sussman this week, and uh, hopefully we got uh, a couple good picks for, for the people. Me and Gabe also have Hideki Matsuyama, low Asian at plus 250. Uh, I would like to cash that, Joe. It'd be it'd be absolutely nice to uh, to bring some money. And uh, it's funny, my girlfriend's coming over, and we're going to the store. I always think about food when I, I talk to you on the show. I'm gonna go get some quality cuts. Hopefully, my neighbor won't be uh, you, you know give, giving me a peep show with binoculars when I'm on the grill because he might get a fist. There you go. <laughs> yeah, you want to see something?
0: Take a yeah, look yeah, at yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You like those ribeyes?
0: Ding, 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 ding. Yeah,
1: anyway. Yeah. I, I loved your story with the with, with the, the neighbor telling you about your grilling technique, yeah, yeah. Top, top deck to bottom yeah. deck. Hey, buddy, mind so, your own business. you
2: start cooking your steaks at the top, and then you bring them down?
1: <laughs> I know, that's another thing. Yeah, you got your wife up oh, in the you room, Joe. Huh? Yeah, you're feeling sexy. <laughs> uh, you, yeah. better draw, you better draw the curtains. This guy, uh, he sounds like he oh, might yeah, be like rack. Ryan, he might be wanting to lick feet. He's got fetishes. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Next thing you know, he'll have a, a, a tattoo uh, of, of my face on his arm. <laughs> That's the thing too. When you live in a complex, like I notice, like I stare across from people, and they must think I'm weird. But you don't even mean to do it. But like, there's times, Joe, I like walk out of the shower bare noodle, and the lady's, like w- looking right right across from you. I'm like, oh god, I gotta forget. About it. like, you know what I mean? Because like you're across, but yeah, they got they got their blinds open. It's kind of nicer day today. People are airing out their house for spring and summer. Like, you know, I'm walking around with my gut hanging out like, hey, oh, yeah, a towel there. Like, I got to be more careful. So now I've been more, like, down with the blinds. They must think I got some kind of, like, a meth lab going in my house or something like that because I look like the creepy neighbor now. But there, you see them looking in. I'm like, neat, neat, there go my blinds. Don't want you to look in, you know? It's weird because I I got a lot of people in my building. why not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to talk about show them the goods. Show them show the show. the goods. You want to talk about the Jeopardy guy. It's funny. My girlfriend loves Jeopardy. Oh, great, great and, story. Yeah. Uh, like she she's actually it's kind of interesting because she asked me about this too. I know I want you, I want you to you to talk to me about it, but I can tell. Um, Basically, you could tell, like, a fun thing is kind of going sour, Joe. And I started to think, like, what are they going to do to get this guy off? Like, is there is there, a, <laughs> is, is there, is there a ringer? Is there somebody? Like, can we hire? That's actually, funny, yeah. And, and I started thinking about Quiz Show. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. does he have something in his ear? Can you feed another person, like, the answers against this guy? And I start, I'm start. i like, no, that can't happen after the debacle. And for people who don't know, the game shows that happened, right, Joe? Like, basically, they were in rigged. In the 50s or something, yeah, right? in, in, yeah. the, in mm-hmm. the 1950s, game. the game shows were rigged, and that's where the movie show is based off. of So I don't think that's going to happen again, but my girlfriend brought up a good point. They're having, like, yeah. more teachers' weeks and college weeks. Like, they're really spreading this stuff out with this guy because it started off fun – and he's an amazing player because he just does everything so differently than everybody else. But I got to believe like, you know, Susie Housecoat, they're sitting at home and most people who are huge Jeopardy fans, hell, the numbers are as good as uh, a lot of sporting events are pretty pissed off right now. Like it's impressive, but I think it's kind of, what's your take, Joe? What, what, what do you think about uh, this James guy? He's uh, kind of rubbing people the wrong way, but he's amazing.
2: Yeah. And you know, um, That's an interesting take. And kind of in the back of my mind, I kind of was wondering, like, who could finally take this guy out? That's what I'm saying. Let me tell you, because, you know, know, I'm lucky that right now I have a little schedule where, you know, as a family, we could sit and watch this. I've been watching it with my daughter and wife. And and there was one question that really stood out to me, like, how the heck does this guy know this? I think – and I'm going to paraphrase the question, but – the, uh, Alex Trebek read the name uh, Elfin by Couste, and the answer was uh, uh, the name of an African nation. And the the and it was the answer was Côte deboire Now, how the hell do you know that? I mean, I, that's, this that's, Ivory and... that's Ivory Coast. That's Ivory Coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe I'm done. Uh, I'm done. But, uh, but the stuff that this guy knows, the breadth of information that that he knows is amazing. So I was reading up on him. He says that you know the best place to learn. <laughs> how to, you know, the, how he trained was reading children's books because he says that you know children's books give you simple facts and uh, lead you to 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 learn more, uh, you know, to seek out new information. But, uh, you know, and in, and in, uh, in watching the shows, Alex Trebek does seem to
1: he seems like getting a little tired of, of, of even the... Trebek's uh, giving the, him cut-eye Joe. He's giving him yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you could tell it's not, like, a friendly relationship anymore. Like, when he first came right. on, it was, like, right. a mutual respect. You've had uh, legends mm-hmm. like Ken Jennings, like, you know, run the table and stuff, and An interesting point about this guy, too, from a sports gambling perspective, like he's very he knows he knows every mathematical figure. Like it's yeah, it's like DFS gambling. Right. He doesn't need to know with the one hundred dollar questions. He'll start at the end of the category, go the other way. Every time there's a double double, he does the math. This is how I maximize it. He takes opponents out early like he's that's the thing about Jeopardy. You could be a smart person. But he uses all facets to, to bury them, his knowledge of like, the numbers, the math, and, and the g- gambling. If you do that stuff a long time, too, it's almost like if it becomes a part of your life, you get less nervous. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. betting on, like, a putting green with a kid. Like, if you do it over and over and over and over again, you're good. I find a lot of smart people on Jeopardy crumble under the pressure. Like, that librarian-type, right. you know, they get the shakes. They're smart. Yeah. They might not be as good as him, but they really have problems with the big questions, and they get nervous with the buzzer. Like, he's got everything under control, like, every facet of it. I could tell you, though, I don't know what's going to happen, but they have to have team meetings and going like, Looking through the world and go, is there anybody that's smart, smarter? Like I thought they were going to bring on a ringer a couple weeks ago. To be honest with you, but I, I don't, I don't know, what, I don't yeah. know what's going on. Yeah. What are you? What well, are your family your saying play, that when you're watching it with them? What's their opinion? Like they're, you know, they're. You're well, watching you know, it in the them. beginning it was thinking?
2: yeah. It, it, in the beginning, it was very entertaining. Now it's almost like anything else. You know, after a while, it's like okay, you know, <laughs> you know. In yeah, the beginning, we were even interesting, interested. Let's say if, uh, you know. Let's say my daughter had to go out or whatever. She would ask me, like, later on, so what did he do? What did he do? Now, you know, it's almost like, uh, you know, he'd been it. there, done that already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you look, you know, look at his style. Like, you know, he he uh, starts uh, the, with the questions, uh, the higher-priced questions. Smart. And, and the big thing with him is that uh, he finds, I'd say, about, like, 90% of the daily doubles, and he knows exactly how much to bet. You know, like, and he'll come up with nine thousand eight hundred eleven dollars. I'll bet you know mm-hmm. on, on my daily double. You <laughs> know, uh, but an, an interesting guy because he has not only the, is he list himself as a professional gambler, but he also started out uh, playing fantasy sports. You know, uh, I think uh, the the founder of Baseball HQ uh, interviewed him because he found that he was a former subscriber. So he definitely has like an amazing mind. But uh, I, it wouldn't surprise me if if the Jeopardy people are like, hey, you know, enough is enough. <laughs>
1: that's what i'm thinking joe like on no honestly the first thing i thought like and and, and i look at it from like you know like like a betting perspective i'm thinking like how, how, how how do they get this guy off the show like if if those problems didn't exist in the 50s i really believe they would have probably brought somebody on and start feeding them answers but the problem is right. that's not even that's not even guaranteed either. This guy's button mm-hmm. technique is so good. That's another thing. I used to work with a guy in radio. That, that, yes, that went yeah. that went on Jeopardy, and he told me the one thing. Mm-hmm. He goes, I knew the answers, but there's a sequence with the buzzer. Like it's almost like this guy, it's like one hundredths of a second. Like he he gets through. Like he knows. Uh, his dexterity even not just being brains right. for the questions and whatever. There's a technique to the buzzer to be perfect because mm-hmm. pe- other people know the answers, but he always seems to get there too. So I, I don't know right. what's going on. My girlfriend asked me the same thing. She's like, do you think they're going to like send in like a ringer or whatever? I go, I don't think honey, I don't think there's a ringer. I think they have to cheat to beat this guy. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Ken Jennings was good, but this uh, I don't know, man. I, I Joe, I, I don't know who's going to knock this guy <laughs> off. They're going to have to, they're going to have to <laughs> Maybe do like, a can... global search. Right. Yeah, yeah, and uh, maybe
2: after a while, if he, let's say if he if he goes on and it continues through next season, they may just have to like say, hey, look, you know, you know, treat it as like a you know an event if he's still winning. Okay, well now uh, he's going to face yeah. uh, Ken Jennings. You know
1: kind yeah, of retirement. I agree. It's like wrestling, you know, Hulk Hogan you're bringing <laughs> a Ric yeah, Flair. Yeah, like yeah, death match. Yeah. Loser right. leaves town match, Great. loser leaves show match. Right, right. Yeah, yes, right, I agree right. with you. That retired producer. <laughs> yeah, it's so good, Joe. Like that's the thing like <laughs> yeah. normal people aren't cutting it now. Like you have to bring the best of the best of the best like the retired professor, right. Ken Jennings like every guy that was like awesome on Jeopardy. It's like listen, you're back and we have to take this guy down type of thing. Yeah. Le- loser right. leaves show, loser leaves town match. And uh, winner, yeah, you winner get, stays at the end. You're
2: ra- ratings. Yeah, you, get, you know, it's like... It's, not working, it's not working with regular people.
1: It's not working with regular people anymore, right? Because you're watching with your family going, an you know, pleasure seeker. <laughs> Ken, what's a hoe? No. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Garden tool, Un- <laughs> pleasure seeker. Oh, oh! That was Ken Jennings. <laughs> Thanks, Sean. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see that one coming,
2: Sean. I was kidding.
1: <laughs> but yeah, no, like, there's, there's no other way to do it, Joe. Like, you can't, you can't bring in mm-hmm. simple people that qualify through the process. Like, hey, we go here. We want our little regional or whatever. You know, you go to the and then you qualify for the show. It's, it's not working. He's too good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You you need somebody stronger, but uh, I don't know I don't know what. But as as a gambler, how do you
2: feel though? Other than you know, it sounds like you know. But as a gambler, uh, does it give you hope to say, hey, you know?
1: (laughs) (laughs) It gives Uh, me hope because he I like the way he he attacks it, but I think it's mm -hmm. more. Like I look at it, that's why I like working at the network here. And I like like guys like you and guys like Kurtz and we have the, and and the millionaire winners. Like those are guys that I I find really, really interesting because I use, we Mm -hmm. use the, 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 daily roto optimizer, right? Like I use it even for my golf. But I watch every shot of every tournament. So I have field guys, and then I go to the optimizer when I'm having a problem between, you know, a certain golfer. Like, do I take Rory Sabatini this week or Keith Mitchell? Like, guys who are very similar, like 0.6 win percentage. Like, guys that are head-to-head, I'll look at the optimizer and look at their numbers and go, okay, I think when I'm having a problem... I'll lean that way, but the thing that fascinates me is I know these guys put a lot of money in these tournament and events, but to win a million dollars twice, I don't care how many lineups you have, right, Joe, like, we have a couple of these, like, uh, Jeopardy Jr. guys who work for the station, and it's very, very impressive to me how you come up with a mathematical formula, <laughs> You know, you're putting player projections out there, too. Like, how you win these things. Because, hell, man, like, mm-hmm. I finished eighth in a, go- a golf contest out of 9,000 people. It was amazing. Like, a si- I think six is the best I've ever been. You know, won, like, a couple hundred bucks. But winning a million bucks, that uh, sounds pretty good. <laughs> sounds pretty good Yeah, to doesn't me. it? Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's. What? 100-plus you... <laughs> assists in an NHL season has been accomplished only 13 times, 11 times, by this player. Joe, who is Magic Johnson? Oh no.
0: Diane
3: this is Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky is uh,
2: talking about
1: hockey, not Magic the NBA. Uh, In hockey! <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice shot, oh,
2: nice There shot. are some, oh, there are huge some funny... Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, and, and maybe, you know, they just that, that gave me an idea. Uh, yeah. Because I, about a year ago or two years ago, there was, um, uh, you know, it was a regular game and there was an NFL category. And nobody knew, you know, everyone would try to answer the questions, but they got all of them wrong, and by the fifth question, Alex Trebek was like, y- you guys don't know this stuff. You know? <laughs> so what I'm thinking is maybe they could rig it, but uh, like, under the table where, let's say... uh you know, if they bring in, let's say, a Cliff Clavin from Cheers, and you know, that's
1: right. A, Cliff you know, Clavin, coastal, the, t- you know <laughs> the topics are moms, yeah. the U.S. Postal yeah, yeah.
2: Service, and, uh, beer. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That so was let's so say if awesome. one of their. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, what if they bring in, uh, let's say, a lawyer, and uh, the, the 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 topics are, you know, uh, legal, famous legal cases, or you know, actually, something
1: specific where they. It's can, a very good <laughs> idea. It's a good idea, Joe. The problem is too with this guy; he knows everything about everything like you know what i mean even I though know. he's not i like, know but i think that's yeah. kind of the way you you have to go what was cliff clave again uh the people who have not been in my kitchen <laughs> final that's final the answer. there right <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah topics <laughs> <laughs> beer u.s postal service yeah. mom yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a classic episode. Makes oh, me want sure to go was. watch it now. <laughs> I, I agree with you, a hundred percent. But yeah, I, I, I don't know, Joe. Like maybe we'll have Dink one of those guys, on to tell us like how to beat this guy. But I've thought about, I've thought about everything too, and it's like you know. And I've talked to him about it with with a couple of people. Like, what we do, yeah, he does. And the sports gambling, mm-hmm. the sports gambling helps with the numbers. The DFS helps with like mm-hmm. everything he's done prior is helping. The way he attacks the board is opposite to everybody else, going big instead of small. Mm-hmm. Uh, his he's not nervous because he's because he has so like, so much money you're not shaking or anything like that that's another problem i think there's a lot of smart people out there the minute you start thinking about money it's you go you go you're off you're off your game like yeah. when i even have a big bet right like when i'm in line to win a parlay say it's like over a couple grand like you know what i mean we're doing the sunday show i'm sweating a bit like i'm getting excited like mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. guy stays the course nothing rattles him like he he is just right, right. he's a stone cold it's like a horse with eat- blinkers on you know you even
2: mentioned it just the way he uh, works that buzzer faster than other people you you mentioned it before you know so it's the smarts it's it's the uh the attitude the calmness and 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 the work in the uh the buzzer quickly so
1: yeah, the technique. I, I'll tell you one thing, though. Yeah. I, I noticed during this run, like when Ken Jennings was on, I don't remember teacher week coming up as much or college week. Like, I've noticed <laughs> people are getting, like, kind of sick of the routine. Have you noticed, though, Joe? They've been, because he's winning yeah, so much, yeah. they're doing, like, these other types of weeks, splitting it up so they mm-hmm. don't have to see him week after week after week after week. Like Right, 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 right. I think that's something that that the, the channels are doing. But uh, I'm with you, though. You got to, they have to have a meeting. And figure out, like, is there anybody who knows this guy? Like, what his weakest subject is? Like, how do you even figure that out? <laughs> like, you know, go through right, his mail. Right, like, right. I, I don't know what to do. It's crazy. But <laughs> I, the, the, the best answer, the elimination is the only way to go. Ken Jennings, yeah. stars. Like, everybody, you bring back top five guys over the last, like, you know, five, five years or whatever. And you bring him on, mm-hmm. and it's knockout time. You lose your gun. Like it's a it, uh, loser leaves right, town, right. WWE style match. But I, I don't know. I think it, Love it. I, hate, I love it. I hate, yeah. I hate to say it, Joe. I think he'd win that too. He's, he's not going anywhere. Yeah. He's
2: not going yeah. anywhere. Right. So maybe he'll uh, just retire on his own. I don't maybe think he'll get tired of it.
1: I don't think he will. I don't think he Me will. Either. Trebek wants him to, well, I, think was, I, think, I think Trebek wants yeah. to punch him in the face, but, you know. <laughs> he's got his own problems, Trebek,
2: but thank God I it feel, looks yeah, like his true. health issues are coming back. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, he's the good news is he's given away some of his money to charity, so. That's cool.
1: That's cool. Yeah. So so he started yeah. in fantasy baseball too. So batting baseball, wow. Interesting. Fantasy baseball, fantasy football, yeah. Yeah, he's a genius. So uh, he's a numbers guy, he's hopeful. got all the answers. Yeah. He, There's hope he, for all of us, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll try, Joe. We'll try. We got peepers yeah, 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 yeah. checking in on our, our cooking techniques. Yeah. But uh, other than that, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Anyway, we'll go through the rest of the board. We'll talk, we'll talk a little more baseball. Sean will have some NASCAR picks a little bit later on the show. I'll give you an update. Uh, yeah. DFS betting. And- Welcome back, everybody. Hope you're having a nice Sunday. Getting ready for the betting and DFS sport. Sean's going to come on and talk a little NASCAR. Pocono 400 early start time today at two o'clock. We'll get. Uh, I'm Cam Stewart along with Joe Galena, Getting into Joe's, uh, you know, picks to click in baseball. We were talking. Joe really liked uh, Taran, pitcher for Atlanta, in a very, very nice spot today too. Maybe a little bit of Zach Davies sprinkled in, if you want to save some money. And Joe, you were talking about uh, some stacks. I uh, I'm getting very very hungry during the show. I, I'm gonna have a a, tur- a, tur- a turkey ham uh, bacon stack. What do you What do you got for me in, in the stack department?
2: I tell you, you know, you know, the uh, Orioles offense kind of underrated, and they have a good matchup against Jeff Simardia, uh, who uh, 5.5 ERA. In his five May starts, even more importantly, is are his road numbers. So uh, on the road, his ERA is 5.46, and he's playing in uh, hitter-friendly Camden Yards at home. By the way, 2.03 ERA. We know that uh, Giants Stadium, uh, well, not Giants Stadium, but where the Giants play at home, I forget the name of their stadium, but a little bit more, you know, pitcher-friendly. But uh, I like a, an Orioles stacked today. Also, uh, looking uh, to stack against uh, Adam Wainwright, uh, who in his last start against the Cubs uh, gave up uh, six runs. That was a May 5th start. Uh, So, uh, you know, looking at the Cubs, a little uh, mixing a a couple of Orioles in there as well.
1: That's the thing, Joe, and and that's the thing about DFS that you have to look for. Sometimes you have to do the least obvious stuff like when you're winning remember in football the guy who won that week uh, like Ryan Tannehill had like a crazy week his one great week guys had him and and Miami Dolphins players I remember Buffalo Bills with Allen like before we knew he was an absolute uh, monster running the ball they had like a Buffalo Bills stack when they were there so guys who win money you're not probably not going to do it with you know the the Yankees you're not probably not going to do it with the Yankees Red Sox teams like that you have to look sometimes for the Orioles you have to look for those you know the Miami marlins and things like that because when they do score you know six eight twelve runs like i remember when miami scored 12 runs and you got to stack with that team very few people uh, are, are gonna go yeah you know what i got an idea i'm gonna put miami marlins on my team today because but that's the way right, right. you have to attack it a lot of the time right Hmm. yeah you got
2: to try to uh, you go against the green go against uh the public right uh, you know there are certain times you know you you it might be a day where you want to start a trout. Sure, get them in your lineup, but then, uh, you know, try to get some other players uh, that are less uh, owned uh, in the uh, in the uh, DFS universe. This way you have a better shot of uh, standing out across, uh, you know,
1: winning. But that's what we want to do, right? We want to win. Yeah, you want it. Bad. Bottom line is me and my buddy have a line that we use every day. Have a have a plus beside your total rather than a minus, right. and it's a good day, right? That's right. kind of mm-hmm. what I'm looking to do if I'm betting 50 bucks a game or doing whatever, you know, putting parlays together. all at the end of the day, if you're up, you know, you'd like to be up hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars, but hey, you're up like 57 bucks. It's a positive day. You didn't lose money. I got to ask you, Joe, about uh, the pitcher. I know you're attacking Zamarja today. What about this Gabriel Noah guy? Um, uh, almost like a reliever because he doesn't go long, but hell, he gets tons of strikes breakouts in the short amount of time that he goes like four three but he's only going 1.2 innings 1.2 2.14 do you know anything about this guy can he go deep or that's just he's 5200 bucks he's like at the bottom 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 of the dfs quarter bin today for pitchers but uh, is he a guy that's only going to go maybe like four innings today for baltimore
2: that's what I'm thinking. I don't think he go too deep into games. So that's that's your issue there. I mean, uh, is he gonna stick around long enough, you know, to to get you a win?
1: Yeah, I don't think I. I'm looking at it going. Uh, I don't yeah, know. I mean, about the, the that. price is
2: enticing, but I, I don't know if I would, you know,
1: take a shot. Would you roll the dice with Zach Pleissack again? Like, I guess you could stack a team hardcore. Uh, you're on Actually, the road like against the I White like Sox. Him, yeah. He's five thousand mm-hmm. dollars, Joe. He's five thousand yeah, bucks. Yeah. yeah.
2: Uh definitely 11. like him. I was looking at his stats. Mm-hmm. Uh I just pulled up uh, I had his uh minor league stats uh, pulled up. Let me just cause I these his are pretty first good game's not pitch. bad too,
1: Joe. It was and, and think yeah. about this. Think about against this. You're Boston. Right? You're against Boston. So right. you, you you pitch five point one innings, you know, you gave away one run, one earned run, no home runs, one walk, two K's. You got seven ground ball outs, seven fly ball outs, 86 pitches. He got 11 fantasy points for you, but he's 5000 bucks. The two Ks and 5.1. I love 5. today. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's, uh, that's against Boston. It's a whole different story against the White Sox. These guys are free swingers. Right.
2: Right, right, and but you look. I mean, look at his uh, minor league numbers: 2.99 ERA, uh, walks 2.1 per nine. I look at that kind of stuff because uh, yeah, th- th- that's that's key to me is don't give away uh, free yeah. at bats. You know, keep uh, players off uh, off Good the call. bases. So I even like him. I even like him uh, waiver wire. You know, uh, in season long leagues.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah, for, for people there, Joe, for the season log, because you guys, uh, you and Kurtz are really h- hardcore into that. I know you have a l- lot of different teams and a lot of different leagues. Who are some other uh, guys to target? So, uh, Pleissack of of Cleveland. What other uh, pitchers and uh, position players uh, ha- have an eye like uh, that? You're that you're looking at right now, or guys that you're going to pull the trigger on? Because you know baseball, things change really quick. Right. Uh, Devin Smeltzer. Oh, yeah, Smeltzer. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. Joe, Joe. <laughs> Hello. Hey, Joe's Fish Market. we got a delivery for Smelts. Smeltzers. <laughs> Smeltzers. Yeah, no, no. Honestly, like you have, at the Fish Market, you got to put Smeltzer in your lineup. That guy <laughs> there, from you go. there you he go. He pitched his ass off that game, Joe. He was fantastic. Yeah. Right. And
2: I think he's going to get a few more starts because we don't know exactly when uh, is coming back. So, uh, got a good offense there in True. Minnesota, so uh, kind of you know pitching has been uh, a problem for me this year. I mean, mm-hmm. I've, I've done well offensively, but and I think it's been a problem for many players. I just you, know, you look at these uh, these guys that were taken early on, uh, you, know, you know, the Klubers, you know, the the sales have been uneven. You know, I mean, uh, the the Groms we talked about. So, so I like uh, Devin Smelzer Just you know. Maybe a, a small fab bid. Uh, this guy, Harold Ramirez, for the Marlins, man. Uh, yep. Lifetime 309 hitter, right? Uh, minor league and foreign league. So he's got a little bit of speed to him as well, entering uh, last night's uh, action uh, 389 batting average. A guy, another guy under the radar. Basically, he's going to help you more in uh, batting average Brian Reynolds uh, for the Pirates uh, outfield. The last 17 games, four home runs, 13 runs batted in. So uh, keep an eye on him. And you know what? Uh, I'm not 100% sure how long he's going to stay up here, but Will Smith, uh, one of the uh, Dodgers' top prospects. Getting jiggy with it. Big home run last last night. Yeah. The game winner. Yeah. The game winner. Yes. But so if you play in a, if, if it's hard enough sometimes to, in, in a 12 or 15 team league, to uh, roster a, a good catcher. But if you play in a two catcher league, uh, Will Smith is somebody you should look at. Just keep in mind, we're not 100% sure how long he's going to stay uh, cause, uh, up in the majors. But look, if he hits, he's going to stay. You know, right now he's up because Austin Barnes is on the uh, IL with a groin injury. But uh, even for the short term, keep an eye on Will Smith.
1: Nice, good, good advice there. Uh, and, and so th- that those are the guys that we're looking at. And uh, Joe, I think Smeltzer is key to to your success. We need to get yeah. Smeltzer in there. <laughs> what a great name! You got some great <laughs> names in baseball. If I were to tell you, I'm going to bring on Sean Angle to talk a little uh, NASCAR in a second. But uh, yeah, I, I, I'll, if I were to say, Joe, like, and you said it. Like, just to make a point about Ryu and these other guys there, like, if I were to tell you Ryu would be a Cy Young guy, yeah, getting jiggy with it. No, like, honestly, like, you say it. Ryu, is he like a Cy Young candidate right now? The guy's, not, what's his ERA, a buck 40?
2: Something like that. I mean, he has really been, he's been getting jiggy with it.
1: Yeah, I, I don't
2: uh, know. Uh, I know. you know, know. what, he, he's oh, he's, oh, he's always, He's always been a good pitcher. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but he, not he this good. He is pitching good. over his head right now. Yeah, it, I right, know. Right, that's but... what I'm saying. He is pitching. Yeah, so expect uh, some regression, but uh, <laughs> 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 there's really not much you can say other than, yeah. Yes, <laughs> He's yes, killing me with the salt. Exactly. <laughs> I love Engel. We're going to bring on Engel. Is you know he already, uh, yeah, yes, uh, just, mm-hmm. just uh, that's okay, just the last thing on, on Ryu there's going to be a regression, but you know what the good thing is? Is that when you look at his FIP, his ex-FIP, you know, they kind of give you a, a, an indication of actually how good he's pitching when, you know, they take the the league averages in, you know, fielding percentages, league averages in home runs allowed. They still have a ZRA under three. So that's, you know.
1: That's awesome. That's
2: pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, he's done done an absolute fantastic. Yeah, Sean, Sean, we're going to bring in Sean right now, Pocono 400, guys. So I know a couple of listeners, Liberty Finder and the rest. uh, uh, We appreciate you guys tuning into the show. I know you bet NASCAR, and uh, Sean is our not just great. He's not just a great friend and producer of the show. He knows cars. Sean Angle, what's happening, buddy? Pocono 400. Gabe tells me uh, it's in the middle of nowhere, this race. Uh, Basically, uh, I think he told a story. Uh, He went to his first NASCAR race. It was the Pocono 400 he hasn't gone back not the best race to go to for your first one right buddy
3: <laughs> i actually have been to uh pocono raceway myself uh quite a few years ago too uh it was at least i think what like nine ten years it was the one uh where kurt bush won so, and that was a long time ago it definitely was a race that didn't have too too much action but the track layout itself is actually pretty unique and uh the location all the way up in the Pocono mountains uh it's pretty nice to get to go to uh for a vacation at least
1: <laughs> yeah good call yeah that's nice yeah if you don't go for a vacation I was just talking I remember a little, we Steve little honeymoon. yeah yeah, yeah exactly moretzy like you say basically saying <laughs> those Sean Hot like you're tub? just watching <laughs> yeah you're just watching going like it's in, like the woods and it's kind of crazy it's like I guess for a NASCAR race, you would say, Sean, in comparison, not a lot of action. You're kind of just kind of staring there going, a good place if you want to kind of zone out a little bit, right?
3: Well, overall, Pocono Raceway, it's one of the longest tracks on the entire NASCAR circuit, and it it is a very unique layout with each of the corners having different banking. But as such, though, there's a lot of room on the track itself. So even though uh, drivers can go forth and easily avoid accidents, which, yeah, this track is not really known for that as much in comparison to others, you still have to keep in mind that overall, Pocono is just a track that There's not a lot of passing zones, so place differential for DFS is not going to be a big factor, but at the same Mm -hmm. time, though, it also makes it so there's not a lot of passing on the track either in comparison to some of the other tracks.
1: Well, Sean, I'll go through the the betting tote board here on, on my book, and then you can give me some DFS uh, guys that you need to have in the lineup and some uh, value plays. And we'll bet. Hey, I got to give Sean credit, uh, listenership. I, I bet uh, Sean the one time you gave me that pick with Larson, he finished top three, so we uh, we got it. We made a little bit of money in, in that race. So hopefully we can do the same. Kyle Busch is plus two fifty. He's the favorite. Kevin Harvick in the two hole. He's five to one. Martin Truex Jr. usual suspects here. Plus six fifty. Keslar plus 650 Joey Logano he's 10 to 1 Chase Elliott 10 to 1 Denny Hamlin 12 to 1 Kyle Larson your boy at 16 to 1 Uh, Clint Boyer 18 and Kurt Busch and Ryan Blaney at 20 to 1 round out uh, I guess the top tier of guys Kurt Busch at 250 it seems like every week uh, Sean a broken record this guy is just uh, the go-to guy he's the guy you got to target plus 250 Kurt Busch what do you think about uh, the favorites here?
3: Overall, when we're talking about this tier of drivers, I think there's only going to be just a few that are going to end up competing for the win this week, and that's mainly Kyle Busch, Brad Keselowski, and Clint Boyer. But all these drivers have showcased the fastest speeds throughout practices, and they all start pretty close to the front. Now, you got to remember here, Cam, Pocono is a track that favors starting towards the front just because when you're all the way out front, you are actually able to get more clean air onto your car, and that gives you a bit of a speed advantage in comparison to the rest of the field so it, again it also makes it so that drivers that are further behind it's harder for them to go up through the pack so starting close to the front like Kyle Busch who starts second or Brad Keselowski who starts fifth or Clint Boyer who starts third these are the sorts of guys that are going to end up competing for the win and if you're going top tier these are the guys I recommend best.
1: Yeah, you said so. William Byron, uh, he he's he's got the pole here. Uh, Kyle Busch in the two hole. Clint Boyer, as you mentioned, Sean in third. Eric Jones, he's uh, fourth, and Brad Keselowski fifth. Eric Jones is kind of interesting qualifying in, in the four hole, and he is twenty five uh, to one there. Good, 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 good record there, but uh, he's not on your radar there, Sean. Not a guy you're gonna pick.
3: He was initially on my radar earlier in the week, and then what happened was that the practice sessions with Eric Jones haven't exactly turned up the best numbers, and also his car chief is currently suspended for the week after he failed to get through uh, pre-qualifying inspection two times. And that's just Uh going to affect the uh, setups of the car during the race. So not really riding as high on Jones for uh, this week's race.
1: Is he a cheater, Galena? Sean, is he cheating or what do they do? They, a lot of that stuff going on, right? A little modification to the car. It's kind of interesting in NASCAR. These guys, uh, every trick in the book, but uh, sometimes you get caught, right? You got to be slick.
3: Well, it's not necessarily cheating per se, There's like a whole set of guidelines to follow, and sometimes drivers and uh, teams just try to go and stretch it all the way to the limit as much as they possibly can in order to make their car the best that they can be each and every week. So it's not necessarily cheating, per se, unless you say, for example fail inspection more than like two or three times if you fail it once or twice it means usually you were pretty close towards the actual standards but you just missed it when you get towards like three or four times when you start to lose your spot and then you have to make a pass through right at the beginning of the race essentially making you have no chance of winning then that's when you may want to think okay what were these guys doing to their car
1: Hey Joe, it's like kikuchi, right, Joe? Oh, I don't have any pine tar. I mean, <laughs> right, right. It was like a puddle of it. It was the best. It's like, yeah. Can you can, yeah. you, can you can you make it any more obvious, please? <clears throat> that was like the worst pine char- tar job going there. It's like, okay. Hey, Sean, S- since so, Michael Pineda back. Yeah, since, that, yeah. Since, yeah. since Michael <laughs> Pineda. Exactly. So, so Sean, uh, uh, one other guy. Before we get to your picks to click and DFS value plays, uh, morenzi and uh, Steve Merrill. We on on from Covers Experts. So, well, uh, they were talking about Blaney. Blaney is blaney got a chance or what do you think he's 20 to 1
3: i do think that blaney is ultimately going to have a pretty nice and solid race he's going to be a pretty strong pick especially from the dfs side he starts a bit further back but it's looked pretty solid throughout practices so far i think he's going to get a top 10 finish cam i really do
1: one bet sean i gotta take boyer at 18 if you think he's got a chance you like that i do think boyer has a pretty fair chance I'm in. Clint Boyer, 18 to 1. Joe, you know me. I got to look for the biggest number on the board. Thanks to Sean Angle here. Pocono 400. It goes off at 2 o'clock. We got baseball coming up, too. First game coming off in about 7 minutes' time. I'll talk to Galena. We'll go through the lines. It's the Sunday show here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Joe, the fish Galena, and Cam Stewart, along with Sean Angle, everybody. Back after a short break. <laughs>